From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, July 19th. When racist graffiti was found scrawled over the petroglyph panels at Birthing Rock three months ago, the local community was outraged. As was the Bureau of Land Management, the federal agency that manages the site near Moab. You know, this is something that, you know, really upset a lot of folks, both within the BLM, but also members of the community. Rachel Wooten, public affairs specialist for the BLM in Moab and Monticello. The panels at Birthing Rock are estimated to be at least 1,000 years old. In April, someone, or several someones, scratched the phrase white power over several anthropomorphic figures. At the time, the BLM said the action erases the stories of indigenous people who came before us and are still important to the spiritual and cultural lives of living indigenous communities. The vandalism was pretty egregious. So we heard a lot about how angry folks were about the nature of the vandalism, the the graphic and the racist uh, messages that were included. The agency posted a $10,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the party responsible. Local Moab Jeep Club Red Rock Four Wheelers also pledged $5,000 on top of that reward. So far, the BLM is not releasing any information about what they call an ongoing investigation. They are still investigating the vandalism at this site, so I can't share much about it. But, you know, what I can you know, tell you is that this was really serious. The folks throughout our office, you know, are working on decreasing vandalism and certainly, you know, ask folks to let us know if they become aware of other acts of vandalism as well. According to Wooten, the local field office doesn't have annual data on vandalism. However, the National Park Service does keep track of reported incidents in arches and canyonlands. They recorded 57 incidents of vandalism in 2020 and 34 so far in 2021. According to Ranger Carrie Nelson, this includes minor incidents all the way up to several, quote, egregious cases that she says have fines and restitutions associated with them. With 3.6 million acres of surrounding public lands in their management, combined with increasing visitation, the BLM's Canyon Country District does assume there could be more incidents of vandalism year to year. Here's Wooten. So we don't have, you know, annual data about vandalism. I think it's something that I've been asked a lot recently. So something I'm going to look into, you know, I think We're seeing a lot of visitation, a lot higher visitation to public lands, especially in this area. And so as new folks maybe are exploring public lands, they might not know necessarily, you know, what constitutes vandalism or kind of know the the leave no trace principles that we encourage. Just days after the vandalism at Birthing Rock was reported, the BLM initiated an emergency treatment in consultation with interested tribal communities. However, the agency is still waiting to hire a professional conservator to complete the restoration. Wooten says it's delicate work and there are only a few specialists in rock imagery conservation. So, for instance, in active vandalism, if it goes beneath the rock's patina, so that kind of desert varnish, then the rock becomes more friable. And that means it's more likely to kind of get eroded away. So these conservators, there's not that many that specialize in both you know, this like archaeological preservation work, but also handling vandalism on it. That means full restoration and perhaps restitution is still a waiting game at Birthing Rock. The BLM Utah does have a hotline to report vandalism on public lands. That number is 1-800-722-3998. 
It will also be included in the show notes of today's news. For many, this summer has been about getting back to pre-pandemic life with activities like cookouts and vacations. But it's not that simple for those with compromised immune systems. And the region's low vaccination rates aren't helping them either. The Mountain West News Bureau's Maggie Mullen reports. The day that Kate Sherrod got vaccinated against COVID-19 was an emotional one. Because it was my first time around strangers in like a year. Sherrod is immunocompromised, which limits her ability to fight off infections. So she was stuck at home during the first year of the pandemic. It also meant she was in one of the early priority groups for the vaccine. And after the first shot in March... Sherrod let herself imagine some of the things she'd do once she hit full immunity. And I had been looking forward to going to the symphony. Uh, there's a great record store here in town that I've never been to. You know, there's, a, there's an Expedition League baseball team here. I mean, all sorts of things. Sherrod lives in Casper, Wyoming. And when she started to reemerge after her second shot, it wasn't as safe as she had hoped. I noticed that even before... Uh, vaccinations were available to the general public. Um, I was seeing people that were acting like it was all over. She saw very few people wearing masks, and only about 33 percent of her community have gotten vaccinated, which means Sherrod can't depend on herd immunity for protection. It's infuriating because there are perfectly ordinary things I could be doing safely still if if other people were even remotely considerate. With a few exceptions, a lot of the region's vaccination rates hover around 40 percent. That makes life difficult for people with an autoimmune disease, like Sherrod. The drugs she takes for it mean that her immune system may not do its job when it encounters the vaccine. Evan Crump is a pharmacist in Laramie. The way, you know, a traditional vaccine works, it it has a little bit of that disease and it goes into the body. And so a healthy immune system sees that foreign object uh, and starts to build antibodies towards them to fight that off to protect our body. It's a little different with mRNA vaccines like the Moderna or Pfizer. Crump says here's one way to think about it. They kind of, instead of bringing a bit of the disease in, they bring in a picture of what the the immune system needs to watch out for. The body learns that and then starts to make antibodies. But if your immune system isn't working properly, you may not develop those antibodies. This is potentially the case for at least 10 million Americans who have a compromised immune system, like people with organ transplants, cancer patients, and those living with HIV. There's so many other you know, disease states out there where maybe they get some response, but they're not getting full response from the COVID vaccine. And they're just, they're so vulnerable. According to AARP, most doctors treating patients with these conditions are still recommending they get a coronavirus vaccine, since some protection is better than none. May Chu is with the Colorado School of Public Health. She says after getting vaccinated, that part of the population may want to take other precautions, like staying home and masking up when you leave. As for those with healthy immune systems, Chu says they can help too by getting vaccinated. We have personal responsibility to make sure they're safe. Kate Sherrod would like to see more of her community get vaccinated, but she's not counting on it. There's a lot of people out there like me this question is hanging over our heads. You know, did the vaccine help or or was it a false hope? And we're not going to know until some research is done. 
Currently, researchers at Johns Hopkins Medicine and NYU Lagan Health are studying the vaccine responses of patients with suppressed immune systems. That could give someone like Sherrod better answers. In the meantime, she's finding ways to soak up summer while staying safe, like picnics on Casper Mountain with her son and tending to her vegetable garden. She's even managed to make it to a baseball game. Because that's outdoors and... The stadium is way bigger than the crowds. Which makes it easier to sit back and enjoy the game. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Maggie Mullen. This piece comes from our partners at the Mountain West News Bureau. And that's the KZMU News for Monday, July 19th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.